Hey, all you beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey world. This is Jeff from What the Puck. We are currently waiting on Max to join us as he is over in the UK and he's getting things set up on his time. But what I do want to say is I want to wish everybody a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And if you're listening to us while you're uh, getting ready to go to sleep, I hope we don't bore you too much tonight. We do have a really good show coming for you. But before we actually get into that and Max joining us, um, I do want to give a loud shout out to all three of our sponsors. Our first one, as always, is going to be uh, Four Check Clothing. If you're looking for that really good hockey swagger uh, to chill at the ice, feel comfortable in without uh, going overboard, but still want to look good doing it, make sure you check them out. Um, you can find them at www.4check.co.uk. You can also find them on Facebook at uh, Four Check clothing and also on instagram at forecheck underscore clothing so again make sure you check out mike and paul over there in the uk um they're out of uh, bracknell area so again make sure you check them out the next one i'm going to give a loud shout out to is my boy eric out in vegas with eflow nutrition i've known him since uh 2000 uh, when i first moved out to california made good friends with him and his family um and he's got a really good product, guys. It's called eFlow Nutrition. If you're looking to get back into the gym, get a really good workout in, make sure you check this company out. Um, they got everything from pre-workout to post-workout to in-between workout. Um, whey protein, which is an extremely good whey protein. Um, they got different cereal flavors, uh, different uh, other flavors that just kind of like catch your attention also they have a few other products uh such as fat burners um and whatnot also with their enraged they do have enraged black and they've been coming out with limited editions on that so make sure you check that out as well as they do have a bunch of swagger on there like shakers t-shirts hats um i can't wait to they come out with shorts i'm hoping they come out with shorts soon because that's pretty much all i need to complete my collection with them so again make sure you check out eflow nutrition at www.eflownutrition.com again you can find them on all sources of social media such as tiktok instagram facebook twitter i believe they may even have a snapchat i'm not really 100 percent on that one but just go to the search engines, type in eFlow Nutrition, and it'll be one of the first ones that pop up. Check them out, and make sure you also use our promo code when you do check out on their website. That is WTP2021. It'll save you a nice 20% on your order. Now, on to the last one, but also a great company, a good buddy of mine out of Swindon, UK, um, or also swindon uh england uh united kingdom he's got this product that that it's i love it so much that i just recently received a kit back from him i've gotten a brand new hockey jersey through this company and a bunch of amazing t-shirts along with a sweater so i want to say thank you mike from hockey art clothing company um they are an amazing, amazing, amazing product. If you have that, or actually if you take the Sailor Jerry, a tattoo, hockey, and zero Fs given at times on these t-shirts and just put it all into one design, that is Hockey Art Clothing Company. So 
You can find them on Facebook at uh, Hockey Art Clothing. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter under the same uh, call name at Hockey Art Co. And um, definitely check them out online at www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk. You can also download the app. Um, uh, let me find it real quick. Spaces. And once you find them in Spaces, you can go ahead and order uh, from them too. And you can find them at Hockey Art Clothing on Spaces. So make sure you do that. Um Shortly uh, within the next few days, I'll probably get be able to get a picture of myself in the jersey on the outdoor rink, my hometown, and also at the hockey rink itself. Now, as far as far as us here at What the Puck Podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Um, on Facebook, you can find us at What the Puck uh, Podcast. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at What the Puck. Um, pod one or what the puck podcast on instagram you can find us at what the puck underscore podcast and on tiktok at what underscore the underscore puck underscore podcast underscore um or no underscore after the podcast part my apologies um so make sure if you also want to listen to us uh to look on our any one of those uh sources we do have all of our uh places that you can listen to us now I see that Max is coming in, and I hope you guys enjoy the show, and here we go. All right, folks, so now that we got through all the uh, sponsorships and everything, um, both Max and I have been extremely busy the last couple of weeks. Last week, I did try recording as a solo. My computer somewhat took a shit on me, and my computer basically dumped the last episode that I recorded. Max was busy all week. Um do explain it if you want to, Max. Um, so for anybody that doesn't know or, or wants to know, um, I work in the flower industry. Uh, so busy period of time for us is, of course, Valentine's, Mother's Day, although Mother's Day is different in the U- US to the uh, to the UK, yep. a, different, a different date. Um, but those times, so Valentine's is coming up uh, for any of you. Uh, lonely hearts out there, get yourselves a Valentine's. Um, but yeah, that's that's the reason why uh crazy crazy work schedule and also i've got i've uh, landed an opportunity to get into some hockey more hockey media um the lower league team the nottingham lions who play out of the same arena as the nottingham panthers my home team uh they were looking for a new media team uh to to join on with with the chance of uh, commentating live on youtube so i've jumped at the opportunity and hopefully going forward you can hear my voice uh on uh commentating games play by play Nice. Um, I know the time difference and everything. Maybe one day I can jump on YouTube with you and uh, throw a little bit of America. I, I know they have Canadian accents there, so you know I can throw in that Canadian accent. You know, it's because I live along the U.S. Canadian border, eh? So you know, yeah, I know yeah. all about that uh, poutine and uh, cheese curd. <laughs> oh God, you gotta have the cheese curd, you know. And then you just throw it on top of them French fries, which aren't really French because they're American, you know. Eh? And so mm. uh, that Labatt Blue. Oh my God, I love Labatt Blue. Bottle only, not no tap though. No, uh, <laughs> but we'll, uh, again, I'll, I'll see what kind of uh, what leeway I have. Maybe maybe next season because we're winding down the season over here yeah. in the UK, um, especially with the lower leagues. So I think there's 
about five or six home games left, which I'll be potentially commentating on. Nice. And just to mention, I just read up that they kind of screwed over the EIHL and the NIHL over there by having the same. <laughs> so, folks, when it comes to the playoffs over there, it's completely different than the NHL playoffs. They don't have the bracket like we do. What they do is they take the top four teams and they send them away for the weekend and they play two games in one day. And then the next day, the two teams that actually survived through the day before play for the championship in the next into the next day. And after that, that's how the standings are. And they have like three different uh, tier cups. So they have the league, they have the uh, um, playoff cup. And then you also have what, what's the treble cup. Okay. So uh, yeah, there's, there's three champion, there's three championships or three trophies to win each year. So you get a trophy if you are the top of the league, and that is the one that every team in the UK wants to get. It's very similar to soccer, as in like you you go through you go through um, the the whole season. If you're the top team, you you win the league, and you are um, it's it's like the president's trophy, but we give it a bit more um, a bit more status over here. Yeah. Uh, like he's, like he said with the playoffs, uh, the the top eight teams in each league um, play. Uh, a bracket, a bracketed style, but it's a two-game uh, system for the quarterfinals. So they'll play one home, one away, and both scores from both games are added together to get the final result. And then, like you say, go through to a playoff weekend um, where they play the semi-final, single single game elimination for for for, for the semis, and then on the day after, uh, they play the the grand fi- the grand final for the playoff trophy. And then throughout the season, there's the Challenge Cup. I think that's the same throughout all the leagues in the UK. Yeah. It's called the Challenge Cup or or, or a League Cup, yeah. uh, where the t- where the league um, where the league teams are split into two groups. They play a round robin style within them groups, and then the top um, the top four teams of each group. That's another eight. Yep, yeah, they go through to uh, a quarterfinal, a semifinal, and then a grand final. So, there's, yeah, there's three trophies to play for. Each one has its own little connotation to go with it. If you're in the elite league and you win the league, so you become top of the table, you get to play in the Champions Hockey League, which is the best teams from around Europe playing um, or playing each other um, in a group style. Uh, go check that out. It's called the CHL. Uh, I know a lot of you over there will think, no, we've got the CHL. No, it's called the Champions Hockey League. They just didn't really do their research on naming yeah. it something different. Uh, so best teams from Sweden, Finland, and all over Europe going to play that. If you win the playoffs in the Elite League, you get to go and play in the Continental Cup, which is kind of the next tier down of European hockey. Uh, if you win the Continental Cup the next season, you get to go and play in... Uh, the Champions Hockey League, so it's a, it's kind of like European qualification for those that know soccer. I got you. So, with that being said, um, the last couple of weeks, a lot of shit has happened in the hockey, both good, bad, exciting, um, and whatnot. And we're gonna jump right into it. Um, so. Here's some good news for all you that are uh, going to be traveling up to uh, Ontario um, or even the Quebec. I don't know why you'd go to Montreal. I mean, <laughs> I have a couple of reasons why I would go to Montreal. 
but it definitely wouldn't to be one. I, I would not definitely go and see the Habs unless they're playing the Canes, the Rangers, or the Knights. Other than that, they're an absolute shit team this year. Um, do you have any input, Max? Yeah, I, result results speak for themselves. I can't. <laughs> you, 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 you can't. You can't sugarcoat anymore. When you're having a shit season, you just gotta. You got. You gotta own it. You just gotta own it and just go. Yep, we're shit this year. Yeah. So. Good news for all those two uh, provinces is they're going to be up in their uh, capacity to 50% here in about a month, I believe. I'm not sure what date it is, but I know it's going to be starting in March timeframe, if correct. Yeah. Um, so pretty much 50% fan capacity. Um, I recently saw something about Ottawa trying to fight that, where they want to have full capacity. Um, I know there's a huge trucker rally, rally that just happened this weekend where a bunch of truckers went and uh, basically um, blew up, or I, I don't want to say blow up, but I mean, they they went in and they just basically took over the city um, in a uh, convoy. Um, I know that's uh, the political side. Uh, don't want to get into that. But at the same time, at least they're showing that they want to have 100% capacity, which is important to the players. Um, I mean... I'm not sure if you've uh, seen a Vancouver play one of those three teams yet, but when you watch it, the players just don't play the same that are used to having fans in the building. It's, it's a completely different atmosphere versus when they got used to it being in the bubble and then jumping right into it last season and then working into fans. Um, so what's your input on that one? Um, it's tough because they've, they've they've got to play the games and they've got to and they've got to adhere to the rules and I and I and I get it all and it's it's, it's government fund it's government pushed and it's government backed and all this sort of stuff and they're only going with what they're being told by people that they trust so it's it sucks because not everyone follows the same rules and we. My experience with this with, with this whole COVID thing, you can't fight it. You've just got to, you've got to, you got to ride this wave. You can't push against it because it's only going to make it worse. Um, so you, you kind of, unfortunately, got to bite the bullet and go with the flow. Um, we've seen that these guys do play differently, and they've and they've mentioned it. I think in every single interview because it's, because it, because that's that's it's it's come up, and especially at the start of the season. Oh, how did you how did you find the bubble? How do you, you know how's how's it playing? finally playing back in front of fans and, and the guys love it of course they do yep. um if, if anybody's been to any sort of live sporting event the crowd does have an effect and if anybody thinks differently um i'd i'd, I'd quite i'd question what's what sport you were watching and, and whether you actually were you actually engaged in what what was happening there um they need to get they need to get fans back in back into this uh, back into the arenas as, as quickly as possible but oh, again definitely. there's no there's no, there's no point rushing it and then going back to a bubble system when it, when it all, when all the shit hits the fan and everyone turns around and goes, oh yeah, I've had COVID. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Although I think that I think that there could there could be more that they they could be doing to protect the players. Um, like during the bubble, they had the glass down behind the behind the um, benches and behind I think behind the boxes as well. Um, just clear those seats out. Do people really need to be sat behind the benches? Yeah. If you clear those, if you clear those front, front, front first, front um, five or six rows, put put an put an ad there for for all, for all I care. 
guess what? Exactly. It's going to be on TV a lot. So somebody will, somebody will pay money for it. Exactly. Um, so back them off. Get the air circulation that you, that you said you, had, you, you, you needed before. Um, let the um, coaches and the training staff not have to wear masks. I'm guessing that's the reason why they're having to wear masks at the I, moment is because it's all enclosed and whatever else. I think so. What I've seen here in the States is it's I think it's personal choice. Um, because if so, again, we all know I'm a huge, uh, uh, Hurricanes fan and, uh, Rangers fan. If you look at Gerard Gallant on the Rangers bench, it doesn't matter where he is, unless if he's over in Canada, then he's not wearing a face mask versus you see Brendan Moore nine times out of 10, you're going to be seeing him wear a face mask. He's a big promoter of the face mask versus other coaches that are not a big supporter of it. Um, so I think it's all personal choice and I know they've going to be changing the rules afterwards for CV 19 protocols. Um, I know they aren't going to be testing as much as they are. Um, they're not going to be testing the, uh, family members as much as they are. Um, and those that are completely vaccinated, it's not going to be as consistent. And I know there's only like maybe what a 3% in the NHL that are not vaccinated. Um, I believe uh, yeah. Foley is one of the biggest uh, ones that speaks out about it. And, you know, I, I, I commend him. Um, I, I 100, I'm 100 I'm 100% on board with him and a few others that are against it. Again, that's our personal choice. Um, you may have another uh, personal choice of your own, Max. And you know what? Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, that's what makes this great because we can do this. We can say it and move on from it, unlike some people. I don't want to mention which podcast I was on <laughs> in the past, but um, yes, folks, that was a rub in the nose. I have one good friend <laughs> out of that podcast still, and me and him still stay in contact. But uh, what's your views on that? If if you, if I don't know, the the, the problem is you, you 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 get so many conflicting thoughts and ideas and uh people people claiming to be experts scientists claiming to be experts and so we, we we never heard of covid until two two and a half three years ago now so how can you be an expert in something yeah. that so i kind of take you go you got to kind of take everything that they say with you know a, a grain of salt yeah, a little, little pinch of salt, a little grain of salt, a little bit of like, okay, this is what they're saying, but this is like, do your own research. It's like yeah. with anything. But if, you, if you're going to research anything, you've got to listen to as much information as possible and then formulate your own opinion. If you feel it's safe, it's safer for you to wear a mask or not wear a mask, that's down to you. That's down to you. Yeah. You know, um, the, 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 pro the problem comes when you're not, when people don't respect other people's um choices exactly so, um, exactly that and, that and that's what it's and that's what it's got to be if someone if 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 you walk into an arena and they say our policy is to put a mask on then just do it you're there to watch a sport yeah you know if 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 you walk in and they say it's optional and you choose to wear a mask and the person next to you chooses not to well then that's that, that's that's yours yep. and their choices and, and we're both just we're, yeah. we both go to go the ahead. live hockey we both go to live hockey matches whether it's NHL level, uh, elite league, uh, level or high school level over here. Um, I don't believe you guys have a college level over there, but it's basically like men's league and, uh, the yeah. NIHL, which is basically 
your guys' version of what we would a combination of uh, ju- uh, juniors and high school and um, a little bit of a uh, kind of like the OHL, the Quebec, yeah. uh, the Q- uh, QJ or QMJ or Quebec, yeah, yeah. QMJ. Yeah. So that's basically what high school is to us here in the States, especially the Northern States uh, down South. It's hit or miss. It's a lot of the travel leagues versus the high school. Um, and the unis down south versus the unis, it all depends on where you are in the south. I mean, it's really big in some areas versus other areas, it's not as big, but it's club level versus actual ECAC, um, paid for. Um, but I mean, we choose to go to those games, we pay to go to those games, and you know what? I can sit there and have a little bit of entertainment, and I'm sure you can as well, Max, and just throw the mask on. If you're not wearing it right, I mean, I, I'm sure there's Karens and there's I, I don't even know what the men version is anymore. I'm um, gonna say Dave, Dave's 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 usually have, have have opinions on things. Yeah, we'll go ahead and say Dave's. Um yeah. sorry, sorry, Dave's. <laughs> um I, I'd say sorry, Karen's, but I, I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so now let's move on to something. I, I I'm gonna bring this in as a little bit of a funny moment because we we're talking about this before uh, we started recording and the NHL is about to do what I like to call a space balls move. Um, and all of you guys and gals and fans of the movie space balls can see this moment as I'm talking about it, but it's where um, Lone Star goes into hyperspeed and Darth Helmet goes, well, what what the hell did they just do? And his uh, co-captain is sitting there explaining it to him. And he goes, screw that. Let's just go to ludicrous speed. And they, they're starting to prepare the ship. Well, you know what? The NHL is about to go into ludicrous speed. And from the 7th to the 22nd, pretty much during the uh, Olympics, when they would have been going to the Olympics, they're making up 95 games. Um. Plus, on top of that, they're going to be playing their regular scheduled games. That actually, no, there would have would not have been regular scheduled games during that. So, ninety five games between the seventh and the twenty second of February. And if nobody comes out of it, like Darth Helmet or Dark Helmet came out of it after he after they throw on the brakes because he was going absolutely balls to the wall, insane. In that scene, they throw the brakes and he slams his head in. Comes out and goes, uh, smoke break if you got him. <laughs> I, I mean, it's going to be one of those things where they're going to be like, all right, guys, we understand you're under a contract, but go ahead, smoke a little bit of weed, folks. Just <laughs> kind of like ease, ease the a, bruises. T- take, take a breath, boys. Take a breath. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. <sighs> on, on, a, on a bit of a side to that, like, it just popped into my head. What a bit of a fuck you to the, to the Olympics. Oh, yeah. As the Olympics are going on, the NHL is drawing all that potential, fa- you know, potential uh, viewership away from the Olympics. Not that I'm guessing, not that they care. Like, why? Why would they? But uh, more loggerheads between the top, le- the you know, the supposed top league in the world and the um, competition that all the players want to go and play in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, wait, wait, wait to rub sandpaper on that wound. 
that, that was that's a, that's a good move. Um, but these games again, I think I think these games after the second after the second week are going to get exciting because it's going to get nitty, it's going to get gritty. Guys yeah. going to get guys going to get tired. Guys guys going to get frustrated. If you get on a losing streak, it's going to get it's get, it could get nasty. It could turn into some real yeah. like t- tight playoff style hockey, which is is great. Which is great. We we all, we all we all clamber for the uh, excitement of playoffs. Exactly. Are, we, we basically wish, as, as, as NHL fans, we wish away the season waiting for that playoff hockey. Yep. Um, and why we can't have that style hockey all the way through the year, I don't I don't know. You just kind of, you're, you're playing 82 games for a main event and it's like, uh, to, to get to get to a main event. And it's just yep. like, well, why can't we have somewhat of a main event all the way through the year? I, th- I think what they should do, out of all honesty, is do what, I mean, I don't want to say everybody makes the playoffs. No. What it would be nice to see is kind of like a Sweet 16 or a March Madness, but it turned it into a, a May Mayhem or a, yeah, yeah. Uh, April, April, uh, April goals bring April something or bring May Mayhem. Just kind of like something, kind of like a single game elimination. And then once they get it down to like the final eight, that's when the playoffs begin because it gives everybody that equal opportunity yeah, and all the points. Yeah. Because I, I know these, this is the pro level and everything, but at the simple, simple fact is there's those teams out there. We've discussed it a few times that they know they're not going to make the playoffs. So what are their intentions? One, it's going to be to take out some of the key players Two, it's yep. to take away points from those teams that are looking for placement. So, I mean, Imagine if, say, 28 teams make it and you have that bracket. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more teams fighting instead of just going, you know what? We're already at all star break. We're not going to make the playoffs. So, you know what? In turn, let's do this instead of actually playing hockey. Yeah. And um, how much of a, fu- how much of a fuck you is that to the star players, the, the players that they've got on their roster, which are, I don't know, let's say between the ages of, 24 and um, 28, nearly 30, and the team turns around. Go well, team kind of shrugs its shoulders. Goes well, yeah. we're not going to make the playoffs, and they do that three years in a row. Well, that, that then players, you you've burnt those players, those players' chances and opportunities. I know it sucks. I know like not. I know not everybody's going to have a chance to to play for a couple, but, but then there's there's players that have not even played in the playoffs. I mean, you, we might as well say it is Ottawa. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, typically okay. Ottawa <laughs> or Detroit now. Yeah, um, I was kind of, I was kind of skirting around it and stuff. But yeah, how many, how many years do you have to let McDavid go without him competing for a cup? We we say he's the, we say he's the best player in the league. We say he's potentially the best player in the world. Oh, we're definitely going to get to that here in a little bit. But <laughs> oh, I, I know. But then, but then you don't. You do, he doesn't. He doesn't get to play the most exciting hockey, or when he does. Oh, when he does, he get he gets to play it for for one season for one series, and then he's and then it's out. But that that team only has like one and a half lines, and we'll get yeah. to who they signed here in a little bit. If nobody remembers who they signed, it's definitely worth the wait. Yeah, but um, but but yeah, it's it's going to be a shit show from the seventh to the twenty second. There's going to be a lot of injuries. I I will put my money on mm-hmm. it right now. I mean, look how many. There's been what three people that have stepped away from the All Star 
because of injuries in the last like two or three of them within the past like three days. So, and there's still games being played up until I think tomorrow. And then yeah. they have like the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. If you guys are going to do this to other teams, like there's some teams that don't even have games this week. Yeah. I mean, just give the whole entire, I mean, just give everybody off, especially with everything that's going to be coming up in the next two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, like I, I was, I was just literally trying to find the Van, uh, Vancouver's um, rescheduled games, and yeah, that, that week is is chock I think they had six or seven to to reclaim. Uh, the first time we, we were talking about reclaim, uh, you know, uh, the games they've got to make up, um, it was at ninety. Yeah. So, like, they were already at, at you know what I would, what I would consider a, at a breaking point, and now they've got and now they've got ninety five. Yeah. Like, it's, it's only gone up, and I think we, I think we predicted I, that. I, I think there's more. They're just making up, like, just as many as they can, and I think they're going to uh, finish the rest off in April. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what's happening during the Olympic break. Uh, just to mention the Olympics, uh, the hockey starts on Thursday, um, uh, February 3rd. Uh, first game is going to be Czech Republic versus uh, People's uh, Republic of uh, China, um, at um, in group that's Group B and Group A. Oh, this is women's actually. My apologies. Um, women's hockey starts on this week, so that means men's probably starts the following week. Um, yes, the first men's game, from the looks of it, is Wednesday, February 9th. Um, that'll be, uh, I'm wondering if, uh, ROC is, uh, Russia. So yeah. it has, yeah. Representative. Yeah. R- Russian, yeah. Rus- Russian Olympic, um, committee or yeah, something like that. Cause they, they can't go in as, as Russia because they got, um, they got boycotted That's <laughs> because, right. they're, because they're cheating. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's either them or one of the Asian teams, I'm not going to get into that, but yeah. Um, I, I mean, did you see China's roster? It's like made I've not, of... I've, I've not looked, but I I I know that um I know there... I know we spoke we spoke about this like the KHL has a has a has a team in China. Yeah. Um they get the the Kowloon Red Star, they get dicked pretty much every single game. They end up bottom of the league. Um they have a few imports, the rest of the team is yeah, yeah, they play in the KHL, but they're not like they're not high qual- high quality players. I, yeah. I hate it. They're obviously very good hockey players, but they're not of a of a high. They're not of a, a competitive Olympic high standard or any sort of. I think they may give an ECHL team a bit of a run for their money, uh, but apart from that, I don't think um, they've got much else going on um, for elite hockey players out of China. Uh, it's. I mean, the team is just filled with. It, it's almost like an American team with a combination of this player and that player. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the first game is uh, for the men's is on uh, Wednesday, the 9th of February and the women um, open up on Thursday. The U S uh, women's team plays at twenty one ten. I believe that's their time. So I, I'm just looking at the website right now. So I don't know if that's their time or our time. Um, did the uh, UK women's national team make it, or did are they just uh, 
I I think they're too far of a ranking outside. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, their, their ranking is just a little bit too low. I think they had to go through qualifiers, uh, and then, um, yeah. When was it, Max? Because it was—I think it was only like two or three weeks ago. GB Women's actually played, and they—they um, they held their own. They did well, but um, some of the Asian uh, women teams are to be looked out for, like Japan oh, yeah. and like Japan and Korea. They—they yep. um, they have a very good. Pro- they, those two countries have a very good program, so don't sleep on those um, yeah. on those on those teams, especially in the women's, yep. um, because they—they—they they, they, they can do. They can do some damage, and they can uh, they can they can definitely play the game. Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I think GB just missed out. I'm afraid. So I don't want to uh, harp too much on the next two subjects because um, it is kind of a um, I don't want to say a dark side of the NHL, but it really is kind of a dark side of the NHL. Um, racial slurs, racial actions. Um, it, it's uncalled for. Not necessarily is it not going to happen, but it shouldn't happen. Um, two players, one in the AHL and one in the ECHL, um, were uh, fined and suspended. Um, uh, Rabik um, of the uh, Barracudas uh, got 30 games um, for racial slur to uh, towards uh, Ima of Tucson. Um, I'm not exactly sure what was said. Um, don't care what was said. It just should never happen. Um, and then you have, uh, Panetta from, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Iceman in the ECHL, uh, racial motions towards, uh, Su- uh, one of the Subban brothers. Um, he came on, tried saying that it wasn't, he wasn't trying to do it like that. It was just the actions that he was doing. He came on, apologized, reached out to PK and his family, um, Again, it's just one of those things that shouldn't shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't be in the game, but sometimes emotions take over. Sometimes things get said. We all know that it happens on the ice. So I'm going to let you take over and give your real quick side. So I listen to, as, as people probably probably already know from me being on previous episodes, I listen to Spitting Jicklets, I listen to Puck Soup. Uh, I listen to as much hockey content as I can. And obviously they were talking about this over the, in their past, in, in their most recent episodes uh, and the ones just gone. Um, and I had a lot that I had a lot to say about the Panetta one because it was a ratio. I, I, because we don't have audio of the, of the other one in the EC, yeah. in the EHL. There's not a lot. If, if he said, if he said something that's, 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 that's down to the referees and, whoever was on the ice to vouch for or not vouch for or whatever to kind of deal with a racial, um, a racial action or racial. um, uh, Yeah. Motion Motion. action. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, uh, yeah. Any sort of like body language kind of thing. Um, He, I, I can't, I watched his, um, his video that he put out uh, and he seemed genuine. Yeah. I know he. I know he was. Yeah, he was obviously reading off a card, and he needed to say the things that he needed to say. And I don't fault him for having something written down so he doesn't lose his way. So he actually says what he what he means to say. Um, and I don't want to take any of that away from him. I don't want to take any of him reading off a card to it being fake. I think he was genuine 
um, in what he was saying. And if anybody does a um, a pose that he was he he said he was doing, it can be interpreted as something else. Um, I'm not defending any sort of action like that. Yep. I can I can see where the crossover is. I can see where the line gets blurry between okay, I was doing a tough guy pose and I've done this numerous numerous times, like he said, and I was doing a, a, an action, uh, and people and people saying no, it looked like a, a, a an action calling him uh, a, a monkey. Um, yeah. I, I can see I can see where the wires get crossed. Yeah. Um, and. Yes, this shit has got to get taken out of the game. It's not. It's it's not fair to anybody, um, and that goes both ways. And it goes through all cultures. It goes through all um, uh, through things like homophobia and um, the LGBTQ yeah. community and everything like that. Um, like it just it just doesn't it doesn't need a place in a place in the exactly. it doesn't have it, it it doesn't hold a place in the yeah. game uh, at all uh, in my, in my opinion. Um, and but then at what point do you draw like at what point do you draw the line yeah because because and again this is something that i think the referees could could um sort out because when i was listening to to chicklets they had this is going back a, a good year maybe maybe three now because biz did an interview with a referee uh if i find the episode that it was up that it was on i will um I will link it and I will send it over to to Jeff so uh, people can people can go and reference this. But I remember distinctly there was a story that the, ref, that the referee told. I can't remember his name. He was a, he's a very well known referee. Um, I think he's since retired. Um, but there was a problem between two players, and one player had said something about uh, another player's wife or. Uh, girlfriend or something in a a sexual way Um, and the player that was the player that it was that it affected spoke to the referee he said referee went right okay goes goes over to the player that said it uh, in the in the intermission yeah got got the guys back after the after the period break said whatever you said was wrong it's yep. affected this guy. It's affected him emotionally, and, and, and you know, and oh yeah. But sp- they spoke about it on the ice just before the period starts. the The referee got the got the offending player to say sorry. No penalties were dished were dished out. No yep. supplementary discipline. And this is where I feel like feel like so- social media kind of blows things to <laughs> to an, to another level. You know, what it I mean? does. Like, because then everybody has an opinion. Everyone throws their two pence in. It, this could this could quite easily have been sorted out in the arena by the referees, by um, team by team officials between the yep. two players. Exactly. Like this, did, this this didn't need to be a media a media storm like, and it, it fly around the internet. I'm not saying you hide this stuff because it does happen in sport and it does happen all over the place and it needs to be highlighted that it stops. Yeah. But. <clears throat> They, there clearly was, um, there clearly was, a, a, a mis, a misinterpretation of what was, what was happening exactly. on the ice. Exactly. And, it, and it, it's, it's stuff like that that really, like, it, yeah, it, re- it really does, it really does piss me off that somebody's taken that as a, as a racial thing, and the guy who 
did the guy who did the uh, did the gesture or or maybe said the thing hasn't had a chance to in the game yep. or in the or in the moment say I, did, I honestly honestly didn't mean that yeah. he has to then he has to then come out on twitter facebook instagram or whatever else and put a um, and put a, a post out that people may see as fake because he's reading something yep. off a card behind behind the thing like yeah i just I, I feel i feel sorry for both i feel sorry for both sides and it's stuff it's, it's definitely stuff we need to stomp out it, it's kind of like a job interview the boss is always going to get your first impression is going to make a bigger difference than your actual interview if you if you're mm. if you go in there you look good the boss the person that's hiring you is going to want to continue to have the conversation with you but if you walk in there looking like a slob the interview is not going to go as well as you planned it, no matter how confident, how I, I don't want to say cocky and arrogant, but if you have that slice of confidence, cockiness and arrogance, and you know what you're doing at your job, then yeah, that does help, but it's not going to help with that. Uh, um, what do you call it with the actual full on interview? Same thing on the ice. Every time you step out on that ice, especially when you're in those leagues, you're interviewing for your next level job. Mm-hmm. And him doing that, he's suspended for the rest of the season. And who knows if he's if there if any other team's going to want him, you know. So let's move on yeah. from there. <laughs> let's yeah. definitely oh, move on yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to save this one f- towards the end, but the heartbreaker of those two incidences is Willie O'Ree night was in Boston. His jersey was retired before that happened. And yeah. Willie O'Ree is one of those players. He didn't he didn't play that long in the NHL, but he did have a huge impact throughout the whole entire hockey league. Um, from the time he started, the doctors basically telling him, you're never going to play. You have one bad eye, which is completely shattered, to you're black, you're never going to play, um, to the point of you're never going to go anywhere from where you first started in, I think it's uh, Saskatchewan is where he was or so, uh, somewhere up in that area. Um, and for him to have now being the representative of uh, disadvantaged children that, that want to play, um, he just won the uh, medal of some kind of gold medal it, of. Is a gold, gold medal of congression or something, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. If I remember um, rightly. Had his uh, jersey hung up at a uh, boss. Well, I want to say Boston Gardens, but TD Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done so much for the inner city kids that don't have the privilege of being able to afford to playing hockey, and he's gone in there just kind of like done his thing and just worldwide, and it's it's amazing. And then to have two black and blue marks. No, or kind of a pun intended, but no pun intended. Two black yeah. and blue marks in the hockey system itself. No more than like three or four days later. Yeah, um, I I do have a as as great as the I have as great as the ceremony was and everything. I do have two two little gripes with the way it was done. It sucks that he couldn't be there, and I know that it was. I think it was down to medical reasons, or yeah. uh, like it, he he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't attend um, uh, through ill health or or, or COVID or whatever else. Um, so that that sucks, and I get that the the Boston uh, the Boston Bruins didn't want to push it back any further because I think it's been pushed back 
three or four times. Yeah. Um, because they wanted to do it, they wanted to do it with fans in the building, and then there was scheduling issues, and then there was you know, um, and then obviously he couldn't be there. Um, that sucks. But as much as the again, listen, I listened to a couple of black a uh, couple of uh, podcasts about it. Yes, he was the first black. Uh, player and he broke a lot of boundaries but and I don't have it to hand I really wish I'd, I really wish I'd done my um, my research or had it had it to hand um, but he was the first black player but then the next black player after him wasn't for a very long time yeah like I think I, th- I want to say that Willie O'Ree was in the 50s and the next black player may not have been the rock like seven- was yeah it? may may not have been like until the 70s and stuff um uh, people in people in the comments, by all means, uh, sent sent me to rights. But I, I know that there was a a large distance of time between Willie O'Ree and then the, and then the next the next player, um, and his jersey retirement sh- probably should have been um, should have been sooner. Um, him being in the Hall of Fame should have happened probably sooner. Um, like a lot of things, yes, we're, we're celebrating it now. But why didn't it, like this guy's been this guy's been around and been in hockey feet for for generations? Let's say, and so, why isn't it happening? Oh, go ahead. So I just found uh, the second uh, Washington Capitals uh, to salute uh, Mike Marson, the NHL second black person. Uh, this is from six years ago, but he was a uh, 1974 uh, uh, drafted by the Capitals when he was 18. Um, that was when they're still at the Verizon Center. Um, all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he played uh, let's see, of an eight sixty seven and five record in the team's inaugural seventy four seventy five season. So I said um, back in like back in the seventies, and Willie O'Ree was in was in the fifties. There's, there's yep. a twenty there's a there's a twenty year gap between the first black player and then the next black player. Yeah. Like as much as he broke as much as he broke the barrier, like being the first guy to being being the first uh, player of color or first black player yep. to play, it didn't exactly open the floodgates. No. And we're still not there. Um, and the, the most heartbreaking thing that I heard was that his brother set him a, uh, um, took him, took him to one side and said, do you really want to do this? Do you yeah. know what you're going to have to go through? Do you know what you... And I kind of think if that was happening back in the 50s, I, I bet you it's still happening today that parents and um, kids who love this sport are having that talk of, am I going to make it? Yep really realistically am i going to make it and it's not it's not down to their talent it's not down to their uh, ability it's not down to their effort level or their compete level it's down to who they know what they know and unfortunately as much as coaches and scouts scouts may disagree with me down to the color of their skin yep. um and it's again it's something that needs that needs to change and needs to because the these people are the these players are fantastic. Exactly. PK PK, PK Subban, um, Quinton Byfield, who I know we're going to go on to just after this. Um, like you, you, you can go up and down the list, and, and there's even there's even players 
playing in um, playing in the elite league. Uh, David Clark is an all time um, oh, yeah. all time GB player. He has the most goals, um, I think, for the Nottingham Panthers. Um, I'm fairly sure most games played. He has his jersey retired. He is an icon, more, oh, yeah. than, more than a legend. He is an icon of British hockey. Um, nice guy, too. Really. Oh, fan, fan, fantastic. If anybody gets a chance to <laughs> look, up, look up his highlights or even has the, the, uh, uh, the possibility of hearing, hearing him speak or... Um, or, 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 if in the UK, getting a chance to meet him, he is he is a fantastic person, a fantastic human being. And as an American, so as an American, I can say I've met him. I've hung out with him. Uh, yeah, just because of the advantages that I had when I was over there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I I I go to his hockey camps every year. He does so much for the junior system uh, here in the UK, and that's just off his own back. Yep. Uh, yes, obviously you have to you have to pay to be on his courses, but he set them up because there wasn't anything for junior players yeah. uh, in the, in the summer to get better. Um, these people uh, of, of the black community are doing so much, but what is the sport actually doing to help them? Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit harsh and it's a bit dark and it's a, it's a, it's a sore subject, but it needs to be spoke about because yeah. the more we speak about it, the more people will notice that what is happening is wrong. Uh, and what um, we are as, as a hockey community, we are slowly changing, but we are still stuck in our old ways. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and there are bright sparks, um, but those bright sparks need to be flames. They need to be bigger. Yeah. Um, and they need to, they need a chance to, uh, to flourish uh, and become more. Um, I will um, personally, I haven't seen much of the, um, what did Matt Dumba set up? The hockey. Oh, line? the uh, yeah, it's uh, basically it, the uh, they just did a video on like the, they went down to the nitty gritty when they're doing it. I mean, they literally. I, I know I've seen like bits and pieces of like the not previews, but when they do the interviews, some of the interviewers ask them, "Is it based off of like what actually happens? Did you guys go to or talk about stuff that not a lot of people would?" want to hear about but they need to hear it and they're like yeah mm-hmm. um yeah but uh and, and, and organizations like that need a voice and they need a they need a platform and they need um they need the respect that they're due if i'm honest with exactly. you uh I, I and me personally i'm going to try and seek out more of that i'm going to try and seek out uh more of their more of their content um and, and stuff and stuff that they put out because I want to educate, edu- be able to educate myself. So I know there's an organization over here in the U.S. Um, I'll find out the name of it, but I know it's based off of a. I think it's Black Players Association of Hockey or something like that. I forgot that. I forgot the name of it, but I'll find out more. I've also met the person that I'm sure you've seen some of the articles on um, NHL.com. The guy that. Uh, covers a lot of that um that writes about the african-american uh and those uh in the minorities i forgot his name i will have to find it I, i've written it down so many times and i just can't find it right now but um i had a very lucky opportunity to talk with him when i was down in uh Van- or vancouver down in um carolina and he's he's one of the nicest guys i've ever met 
And uh, he's met Willie O'Ree qu- quite a few times. He's chatted and uh, hung out with, uh, I believe, uh, Chris Kabui a couple of times. Really great guy, writes for the NHL. Um, but let's move on from there. Um, one last thing about that. You brought up David Clark. Be on the lookout, folks, especially on this side of the pond uh, for Morgan Clark Pizzo. I think I said his re- last name right. Yeah, correct. Very, very, um, very well done. Um, he is the next and up and coming Brit. Um, he's, he's not at, uh, um, what's his name's level yet, but he is a phenomenal kid. Check out some of his highlights on, uh, YouTube. Uh, you can find him on, uh, fan TV, which is the Peterborough Phantoms, uh, TV, um, on YouTube. Amazing player. Catch some of his games. If you can, he just got brought up to train more with, uh, uh, Nottingham Panthers. So I'm sure you're going to be seeing him in action real soon, uh, Max. So he's played a few, he's played a few games for the Elite League Club, um, the Nottingham Panthers. He was on a two-way deal, but unfortunately, Peterborough have uh, let his rights go. Yep. And he is going to, he's going to join another team in that league. So he's no longer no longer be going to be playing for the Peterborough Phantoms. Um, here in the UK, he's going to be looking for uh, another team, which they were honest to say that he's not getting the ice time that he deserves. Yeah. He needs, he, he needs to go play uh, for a team that's going to put him out there for 20, uh, 20 to 30 minutes a night yeah. uh, because, because he can play at that level. He can oh, yeah. play at that, um, uh, that, that thing, uh, at, at that uh, intensity. And, you know, being under coach Slava, I mean, I'm good friends with coach Slava, uh, mm-hmm. Slava Kulikov of the Phantoms. Um, I've known him for at least the last probably almost, 10 years i still stay in contact with him and you know he's one of the most honest coaches out there and Mm -hmm. he was he he understands um i mean morgan's a great player um i know he was also down there helping out with some of the injuries that were happening so he was that one player where you could put him in and he would just fit right in but now they got some of those players from the and uh phantoms 2 team that are they deserve their right just as much as Morgan deserves his right to play. So yeah, I completely and, and understand that. Morgan's at a level where he, he, he could be a competitive player at the elite league level. Yeah. Um, and he would be able to slot into most lower league, um, uh, lower league stuff over, over in the U S or, or Canada yeah. quite, quite easily. Uh, he did previously play in Utica in the Utica system um, before he turned eighteen. So he played Excuse here me. in New York then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, was, he was he was part of the Utica, Utica system. Uh, the, I want to say the U- Utica, Utica Stars. Comets. Utica Comets. I think it is. No, it, well, it's, it's the Utica Comets now, uh, but that's the AHL. So he wasn't he wasn't there. Oh, he, he was. was... He was he was he was still underage, so he was still um, he was still um, until, he was with the junior system. Yeah, he was still he was still with them lots uh, with 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 the low, with the lower lower age groups. Um, but yeah, playing out of Utica, and I, I believe it was the Utica Stars. You know, um, let me yeah. see if I can reach out uh, since Utica is not too far away from here. It's like a three four hour drive. I'm not going to make the drive yet. It's wintertime over here, and driving in snow to me is like a blind person trying to drive at the same time, and I guarantee a blind person's going to do a lot better job than I can up here. So, um, 
but yeah, let me maybe I can reach out to the staff or something, let them know that I was stationed over there, know David Clark, see if they want to talk or whatnot. But um, but yeah, let's move on. Um, folks, I, I do apologize. I, I'm kind of in a rush today. Uh, I I did get a new job, so we're trying to record and all, everything at the same time, and I got to be into work in about an hour. So we got another good half hour where we can sit here and chat if you still want to listen to us. I do appreciate it. So um, I'm just going to go through this part real quick. The Habs, I mean, there's not much to talk about the Habs because, well, when you're at the bottom of the league and the French have already waved the flag before the Montreal Canadiens have waved, waved the white flag. Sorry, French, not to pick on you or anything, but you're smarter than the actual Montreal Canadiens this year when you waved the white flag way back when. Um that should have been Montreal at the beginning of the season, way back when. Um, mm. <laughs> but they hired a new GM, um, another team. Uh, your favorite team also hired a GM, which we'll get to here in a minute. Um, actually, they hired two new GMs. Um, yeah. But uh, it's uh, Kent Hughes, they hired him on, but they're still struggling. Carey Price still doesn't know when he wants to come back. Um and when a certain player that just got recently signed, I'm not going to mention any names yet, scores a goal against you guys in his first game back. I mean, does it really count as a first goal if you're playing the Canadians? But we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, have you been following any of the Canadian stuff, uh, Max? No, and it's – well, they got rid of their GM. Um, they've got – like you said, they've got a new guy in. Um it's just it's it's gonna it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be a tough it's gonna be tough for them. It's it's yeah. gonna you know they've gone all this time with Carey Price and not really well they had that they, from from memory they didn't have too much success in the playoffs. They had that one uh, go to the finals uh, last year, but then they really just got blown out of the water yeah. in the finals. Like it just wasn't wasn't competitive. Yeah. Um, if in my in my opinion. Carey Price um, is going to go down as another Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, so. yeah, exa- exactly. And it's just, yeah. Uh, at what at what point do you, at what point do the do the do the team and the fans get too get so frustrated that they end up having to hit the uh, the self destruct button? And I think it should have happened, like you said, a, a fair few yeah. two years ago, um, because if if the if the rebuilds if the rebuild happened, let's say three started happening three years ago, then Carey Price's stock is up. You yep. get more for him, um, and and what and whatever and whatever else uh, pieces they have, um, they they can move and and kind of set themselves up. They've got themselves to a point now where it's not going to be a five year turnaround. It yeah. might end up being a, it might end up being a ten a ten year turnaround. And I know last year it was like the Northern League, it was all the Canadian teams, but we need the they need the Tyler Toffoli that had so much. He he seemed like he was pissed off at the whole entire system itself, as well as the Vancouver <laughs> Canucks sending him over to Montreal. Yeah. And he had a point to prove. Last year Toffoli was in every single, like every game you heard his name. This year yeah. you, you don't really hear anybody except the goalies' names, and it's not for a good reason. Um, mm. They've had as many goalie struggles as Buffalo. And Buffalo, if you've seen recently, Buffalo, like, they had to call – it's almost like they had to call in a high school goal. I, I don't want to yeah. – I don't think he was a high school goalie. But 
it was like they went through eight goalies, six to eight goalies, and they, they're struggling to get one because three were injured, two of them were on COVID call, another one something, oh, suspended. Uh, Aaron yeah. Dell for a hitting, which was a beautiful hit. I, I love, I love, I love it. I love it. So, if you want, um, I, I'm all for goalies doing that. It was a dirty hit. I'll get. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was a dirty hit. He, sh- he should. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have hit him. But goalies. I'm goalies all, never I'm give all, a dirty I'm hit. All... <laughs> <laughs> We'd all, never I'm dirty all, hit. Yeah, I'm all. I'm all for goalies defending themselves. I'm all for goalies being be, being physical and being a bit bit more. Um, out there, yeah. Not, not not to say you're already out there already, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm all for I'm all for that that sort that sort that sort of shit. Just yeah. re- he he really just didn't need to do it. I don't know whether it, like he said the guy had said something or whatever. He just for some reason <laughs> just puts his shoulder into him, and then he it, for, uh, really unfortunately he falls very awkwardly in, into the boards, and like that's that's no that, that could happen that could happen on on yeah. any hit if i'm honest with you i don't know yeah and that ruined um, his chances for uh the what was it uh i forgot the guy's name it starts with a b but it knocked him out of the all-star game which he was replaced yeah. by i think kachuk but yeah. uh and so just mentioning of all-stars so there's not much of a difference right now. There's just a few. So Adam Fox injured. He was replaced by, I believe, um, Chris Kreider, if I am correct. Um, and then the Pacific pretty much doesn't didn't change. Um, Nathan McKinnon injury. Um, Replay was replaced by uh Nazem or no uh Cal maybe Cali Marker. I'm not sure. I know McKinnon's not in it anymore. Might be might have been Kadri. Um and then uh Batherson. That's who uh Aaron Dell injured. Um he's being replaced by uh Kachuk, if correct. Yep. Uh Brady Kachuk. And then again, like I said, in uh, Chris Kreider replacing uh, Adam Fox. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm not going to – I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the All-Star game except uh, for a few new events, which is going to be really awesome to see in Vegas. Uh, the Bellagio, they're doing some kind of shootout in front of the Bellagio. I believe they're playing like Blackjack and another – shootout game and then they're actually bringing the real shootout back for the first time in since like 2006 so and they're shutting down the whole entire strip from what i've read this is this is what they should be doing regardless of what city they're in like yeah yeah they're going to do it big because it's in vegas and vegas doesn't do anything by halves they go (laughs) tenfold tenfold and ten times more yeah um what I am interested to see, though, is they're bringing in some special guests. Um, Trevor Zegers is going to be in the Breakaway Challenge, and watching... oh, he's a special kid. Yeah, he. Yeah, thank God the Ducks have got something to to <laughs> kind of to kind of get behind because if this is the way the league is going, uh, okay, fine, but Jesus Christ, everybody's got to got to catch up. Someone someone's got to catch up quick. 
So just speaking um, of Zegris, real quick, go, go on, there's go a 10-year-old that is going to catch up to him. <laughs> Have you seen that clip yet? No, no, okay. I, I, I need to. So you need to go look up the clip. It was from the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, intermission. Uh kid by the name of Cooper Denny. He was training and uh he was inspired by um a couple different thing a couple different people. And he he said he wanted to do a lacrosse spinning goal in front of the whole entire crowd. This little 10-year-old goes down, picks up the puck, does a little spin, and just wraps it over the goalie. I mean, in front of a whole so pretty much a sold-out yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets. He is keep an eye out on that kid. But yeah, Zegris is just, I mean, he is silky. And I don't mean yeah. silky smooth. I mean like you pour milk and it's just gonna rub off like it's it's going off to the side because he's so silky. Yeah. He he he's he's velvet like nothing nothing can t- I I saw a clip earlier today of him basically doing what what McDavid does he dance he, I think he picks up the puck near the blue line, um, uh, on the half or, or near the half wall dances around one guy pulls it around another goes backhand doesn't score but like completely makes two guys look like pylons, uh, yeah. and then and then almost roofs it backhand past the goalie. Um, you got an, in the in the breakaway challenge as well. Ottawa. Got... It was against Ottawa. I do yes, believe it was, it was against. He yeah, just barely missed the goal too. Like just. Yeah. It was so pretty. Yeah, so good. But again, if he if he's doing that stuff, it, just do do more of it. Do more and, and other guys, be be more creative. It's it's yeah. fantastic. I think it's. Uh, uh, Matt, go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say that uh, other special guests, uh, two more in the breakaway challenge. We've got Mane Rayon. Uh, I believe I'm pronouncing Mayon, that right. Uh, Mayon Rayon. Mayon Rayon. Yeah. Uh, a goalie. She's going to be a goalie. Uh, we've got Wyatt Russell, which I'm, I, I want to say he was an actor in um, in Goon 2. Okay. He looks like it anyway. Is he one of uh, the uh, Letter Kenny guys? In, no, he's not. No, okay. No, he did. Well, he doesn't look like, he doesn't look yeah. like the Letter Kenny guy because he, he played the coach in. Uh, the, the new Mighty Ducks that came out. Yeah. Um, and then Lynn Lamaru Davidson is going to be taking place in the Fountain Face-Off, which I'm guessing is what the Bellagio thing you were on about before. Yeah. Um, and also accuracy, accuracy shooting. So she's taking part into two things as well. So um, uh, I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to see if they were going to do another. It's not come out yet, but I'd love to see them do another USA versus Canada three on three. Oh, that'd be nice. So just a quick mention of uh, Mayon Rome. She was the first woman to ever play in an NHL hockey game back when Tampa Bay uh, first inaugural season. It was in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Preseason game. Wasn't yeah, it? preseason game. Um, she did absolutely phenomenal. It's just, it, yeah. The NHL just wasn't ready for it at the time, but she broke a lot of barriers too. She is highly yeah. involved in women's hockey, getting girls out there and – um, she's done a lot since uh, that uh, that time, um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what all this new stuff. And that's just part of the stuff that they're talking about. So I mean, there's other stuff that they're going to be doing that we don't know about. Um, and then uh, now that we're at the uh, All Star break, um, there's a few teams that we're going to mention. One of them is going to be your team, Vancouver. Another team is going to be Edmonton. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. I mean, I'm not an Avs fan, but holy shit, 
We'll get to that here in a little bit. Um, but honorable mentions are the Panthers. Panthers have uh, the most points in the month of January, I believe. 60 between 40 something or 50 something i do believe if i heard it right if not someone can correct me um the canes are i mean the canes are hot um they've only had like 10 or 11 losses i do believe uh new york rangers i know they're in the same division but i mean you you can't mistake the rangers this year um they went from nothing to something this year uh the ducks again zegris is just i mean he is that team almost um although they did lose in overtime to the uh, Red Wings either last night or the night before that. But still, just, I mean, watching that team is so pretty. Um, and then the LA Kings. I mean, the LA Kings are actually doing something with their season this year too. The, the whole entire West Coast is fun to watch. So, but there's like three teams out West and about four teams East that are just, they're on the run. So, but uh. Let's start with your Vancouver Canucks. A lot of stuff has happened for them lately. Um, Bert- yeah, we, we, we've had we've had some we've had some crazy, crazy ups and downs throughout the past week, two weeks. I'll let you talk about them. I know one of um, they've got more good going for them than they do bad. Um, I'll I'll let you take the lead and talk about the Vancouver Canucks. Um, well, I'm going to let you jump in about. Um, Vatanen because I I have I have missed that uh missed that so you, you you jump in at the jump in at the end for that but they signed a uh, a new GM and a new assistant GM um the assistant GM I haven't got a name to hand uh, um, it is Emily Emily something um hold on um Emily oh, where's the picture I got it somewhere she was. She was previously a uh, an agent in the in the in the NHL um, for a couple for a couple of players, um, and has held similar roles in the past. Uh, really quite excited to see where that goes. Um, and as far as I'm aware, from the uh, GM, he's only the second European GM in the league in the yeah. NHL. Uh, Swedish guy. Um, I can't pronounce. I can't. I can't remember his name. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Patrick Colvin or Colvin or something like that or Patrick. Yeah, yeah. Um, the picture that I took or that I screenshotted of him, he was holding up the Stanley Cup. Um, let me see. I got it somewhere. No. Uh, so his name is Patrick. Um. Uh, did a Jim Rutherford announces today that Patrick Alvine is yes. named the twelfth twelfth general manager in franchise history. Uh, yeah, and um, we've been on we've been on a bit of a run. Uh, we've also got um, some fantastic jerseys out. Um, the um, Chinese New Year is the year of the tiger this year, and Vancouver does so much with the Asian community within uh, Vancouver and uh, the BC area. Yep. They do a fantastic warm-up jersey. They, they, there's a Lunar New Year, which they've just which they did um, about a week ago, and then uh, the Chinese New Year, which is the Year of the Tiger. Um, and I'm going to try and get my hands on one of those jerseys uh, and say goodbye to my bank account. Uh, <laughs> I, I know the um, feeling. Trust me. But yeah, so they are they are they are beautiful. I, I love the way that um, the the NHL is getting more into those those communities, whether it's whether it's team by team or 
a league-wide thing. Um, yeah, after um, since Bruce has been on, we've the Vancouver Canucks have been better. Uh, there's there's unfortunately as much as I love him, there are trade rumors flying around. Uh, JT Miller, uh, I'd love I'd love to keep hold of him, um, but we all we, uh, earlier this season we let go one of our um, early round draft picks from a couple of years ago. Um, I can't remember his name. He was a Russian kid. He went to Florida. He went to Pan- he went to the Panthers. He's doing well over there. Uh, but how can, how can anybody not do not do well in the Panthers right now? Oh yeah, um, we're making we're making a push for things. Um, it's interesting. It's exciting. It's fun to listen and watch watch the games. If I'm honest with you, apart from the Calgary game the other night, that oh, can, yeah. that that, <laughs> that that can go to bed. That can go to bed and just, yeah, and, just, just and, and stay there. That was a bit of a uh, a bit of a shit. But yeah, it can't really do much. But I mean, Calgary um, is one of those teams this year that's uh, they're a fierce team. They're they're a really hmm. good team. So can't take anything away from them. Uh, um, last last success story that I want to talk about before we get into uh, the bad and move on to another move on to another uh, another team is Spencer Martin stepped in out of nowhere pretty much um, and played I think three or four fantastic games got um, got the Oilers to overtime or took took the Oilers to overtime got a point uh, stopped a McDavid um, shootout. Uh, attempt, uh, although I think McDavid got the overtime goal, kept McDavid off off the score sheet until overtime as well, um, and also played fantastic games. Um, the, uh, a few other fantastic games that he played in as well, um, and, and yeah, he 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 was he was a bright spark in the past two weeks for uh, for the Canucks whilst uh, we had goalie problems. It, it seems as though Vancouver does have a really good. Uh... Uh, what do you call it? A really good uh, goalie system. I mean, D- Demko stepped up in the playoffs. He had never been in a playoff situation before. So, I mean, you can't take anything away from Vancouver's goalie system. Um, no, we, and- just, we just like to we just like to trade him away from them for, for, <laughs> for, for, for basically nothing. Like exactly, we, ship, we, ship, we shipped out Snyder. We sh- we shipped out uh, Luongo. Mark- Markstrom. Um, we uh, shipped out Markstrom. Um, then we, we brought in Holpe, yeah. then we shipped him out. Uh, we brought in Halak. There's, there's, there's now rumors after um, Di Pietro and um, Spencer Demko. Martin, oh. uh, and well, Demko between the, between the three, uh, De- uh, Demko, Di Pietro, and Spencer Martin have, have all stepped up in recent, um, in recent weeks. There's now talks of potentially moving Halak on, and it's oh. like. It's great that we can we can develop these goalies. We do, but can we just keep one or two of them? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's always apparently a goalie controversy in Vancouver. If you go back to um, to Luongo and Schneider, uh, and then Eddie Lack as well. Like, yeah. Come on, come on, boys. We do we do really well. Just keep one or two. Just one or two, and we're fine. It can't be any worse than uh, the Hurricanes when they're going through their goalie struggles, and then they find one, and then they get rid of them like three seasons later, or two seasons later, and then they have oh, like yeah. a really good backup, and then they get rid of the backup. It's like James yeah. Reimer's a really cool guy. I I had the privilege of uh, moving his house or moving him out of his house and into storage unit before he got picked up by uh, San Jose, but that's a different time and another story. Um, not to put a downer on Vancouver because they've been on the up and up, but. 
uh, Vertinen, um, had last week was charged by the Vancouver police in the uh, uh, sexual assault on his uh, border or bordering family or boarding family when he was over yep. there. So that's the only downside about Vancouver. Um, let's move on to another team that's was in the dumps. Um, and they've pretty much gone on a winning streak ever since they signed Kane. I mean, they've only lost in overtime, but I mean, the last 10 games are four, five, and one. Uh, they broke their uh streak against Calgary last week, and they've been on a tear ever since. Um, they're only lost since signing Kane. I'm not saying Kane is the almighty savior because you do have McJesus on your team. So, um, but yeah, they are three Oh and one, uh, Kane signed, I think, what was a 650 or 625, the lowest for a one year yeah, contract. Yeah. Um, yeah, basic, basic, uh, salary, uh, that he could, I mean, um, I'm sure he's going to gamble it all away in one sitting, but that, yeah, that, that's here, here, there. Just, just keep, just keep betting on McDavid on the over. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although McDavid has been pointless in a few games, not many, but a few. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. But, but then, but then, when you're playing alongside him, you just keep passing him the puck. Yeah. And, um. And both Vancouver yeah. and and Edmonton are back in the playoff race. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. But I, I think. I think the, when when you when you bring it when when a team brings in somebody, whether it's regardless of their history, regardless of who they are, whatever else, it shows the players that the, the management and the team are willing to do so, are, are, are trying to do something. They're willing to do something, so it gives everyone a kick up the ass. It gives everyone yep. that motivation of like, oh shit, okay, we're not in, we're, we're not just going through the motions. The teams do, you know, the teams trying to do something to win. Yeah. Um, and I'd be, I'd be shocked if there was wasn't any communication between players and um, and backroom staff as to like we're doing our best. We're we're, yeah. we're trying to we're, we're trying to get guys. We're trying to move pieces. We're trying to do this that, and the other. Um, we're trying to be successful. Uh, we saw a bit of it in if anybody's watched the um, uh, the the Amazon uh, dive into all or nothing with the with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like the, the, those 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 conversations happen with whether it's whether it's with the whole team or whether it's with just the uh, the captaincy or the leadership group. Um, those conversations obviously obviously happen. And uh, if he's there for one season or two, and they do better because of it, then it's a smart move. If they don't make the playoffs, um, they didn't really they lose get, out. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't really lose out. It's a one-year deal. It's bare minimum. Yep. Then they're not. They're not. Put, they're not pushing themselves up against the cap or anything like that. They're not having exactly. to move. They're not having to move too much around. Um, one major success story that I want to talk about in Edmonton, real quick, is uh, Perlini. Um, when everything was kicking off with Drysaddle in the media, his. Um, media conference afterwards or press conference afterwards was just, just such a breath of fresh air yeah. and to know that his brother who's now playing I think in Germany or Austria used to play is a Brit and used to play for the Nottingham Panthers there's a connection there um, that's that's freaking awesome yeah. uh, and, and it's great it's great to see Polini who bounced around I think four or five NHL teams 
um, wasn't guaranteed to be in the NHL this season and has now fallen into that group yep. uh, in, in Edmonton. I think he was in Detroit. I think he's played Detroit. He's previously in Detroit. Yeah, previously in yep. Detroit. And then before that, he was in uh, Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Um, and to now see him being successful, uh, I'm lucky enough to be friends with his brother and um, his dad on Facebook. And they are just, they're, they're loving life right now. Loving nice. life. Nice. And, and a yeah. quick mention about Dry Settle. I'm not sure if you saw the uh, um, interview with. Uh, I, I've, I've seen clips. <laughs> I, I, I do appreciate an honest player. Um, yeah. there, there's not a lot of those out there, or some of them do want to do that, but they know what their reputation is on the team, and they know how, how quickly it can just turn yeah. with the social media. And Dreisaitl came out real. He came out honest, and the reporter didn't like it, and it's a well-known reporter that just kind of like mm. tries to throw a lot of dirt out yeah. there. So. And, um, I, and I and I get it. I get that the press has their story that they want to convey. They've got they've got their storylines, and they've got to try and get quotes to fit that storyline. But no yep. player is going to th- going to throw another player under the bus. Exactly. Like, that's just, that's just not going to happen. Like stop digging for it. Stop pushing for it. If you haven't seen the full clip, I urge you to go and watch yep. the full clip because the the two or three questions previous lead into that. Lead into that. Um, quote of um the media guy i can't remember his name uh, matheson i think his name is um saying oh you, you're, you're pissy well you made him pissy yeah because you're pushing for something that he's not going to give you um so yeah but yeah go go and watch go and watch the full the full thing because it, it when it was clipped down i don't think it really showed either of them in the best light no. um but really it should show dry side in a better light because that's that's a great way to that's a great way to be about it like he he, he could he could have flown off the handle oh yeah he could have he he could have got he could have stormed out like he could have, he could have done a tortorello and gone out oh, i'm fucking not answering your question but yeah. no he stayed he stayed there he was professional as much as he could be um he did he did kind of border the line um with with everything but i think i think that the the media guys come out worse yeah. on that one if i'm honest so Speaking of a team that's kicking ass and taking names, the Colorado Avalanche. Um, every year they say that it's their year. Every year we see the same Simpsons meme that says, but it, but it was our year. <laughs> right now, I did a quick look up. They are 22-2 and two since December. Their last home loss was November 3rd in an overtime loss. This their their goalie is a goalie that came out of Arizona's program that you you wouldn't even think um it's uh oh god what's his name the one that they sent to uh um Colorado you know who I'm talking about that used to play in um let me see I I, I can't believe I forgot his name. Um, let's see, goalies, 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 goalies. Um, Kemper, Darcy Kemper. Yeah, I thought. I thought. I, I'm gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Kemper, but then I thought he was still with Arizona. Nope. Uh, he's he, the last time I saw an interview with him was last week, and he was like 10-0 and two or 10-0 and one for a record, or 11-0 and one. 
which is absolutely impressive for him. I mean, he does have a great team in front of him. Um, you, you can't take that away from Colorado. They have an amazing team, a very talented team. Um, they have one of the best rookies that came in, came out of the league last year with a uh, Kale marker. And I mean, you got Kadri, uh, McKinnon, um, Landeskog, uh, Christ. I mean, when you have names like that, I mean, yeah, you have all the teams that have huge names, but when you can have a group of guys that are just playing hockey and it seems like they're having fun doing it and they're on a winning streak. I mean, it's, it's a recipe for like Kings. Or it's, in, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm trying to find this, the stats right now. Like, They've got uh, one, two, three, four, four guys that are um, uh, near the twenty goal mark. Yeah. Uh, so look, look for them to to be uh, put putting up thirty, if not more. Like yeah. that's, that's even if they go on, on a slump. Um, Nazem Kadri is already at sixty points. Uh, Miko Rantanen's already at 53. Landis yeah. Gold's at 45. Mikhail, uh, Kale McCarr's at 44. Nick, like their, their top five guys have all got more than 40 points already. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. I'm trying to find what their average goals against is, but I'm struggling on the NHL app. Well, to find this. Oh, in fact, goalies, there you go. Um, yeah, okay. They're, they're letting in two, uh, 2.5 or uh, 2.2. Um, but when you're when you're when you're when you're outputting, um, you know, goals and assists at an alarming rate that they are, yeah, um, like you you can you can afford to let two in. Oh, exactly. When you when when you when when you're when you're pretty much guaranteed to score a, a you know potentially four goals a night, um, letting in two, you're, yep. you're still you're, you're still way ahead of the curve. Oh, exactly. Um, we keep we like you said we keep saying that they are uh, they're the team to beat they're the team to um, to do this but how many times do we see the teams at the top of the league come up to a, uh, come up against some upset yeah. um, like and uh, we all... to, to, uh, like Tampa Bay the year that they should the year that they should have won it the first time around they won the President's Trophy with uh, a winning record that was only matched by um, that of uh, Detroit. Uh, like before the cap, before the cap era, yeah. um, and they they shit they shit the bed in the first round and got swept. Um, it's uh, like I said at the start of the thing. It's it's a it's a pre to pre warm up to the exciting game games in in the playoffs, and hopefully they don't get complacent in oh, exactly. the back half the back the back half of the season, similar to um, the way we saw the Lightning, and uh, hopefully they can make a bit more of a. I want to see I want to see Colorado in, in a final and I want to see them in a competitive final. Yep. Um so we are quickly running out of time um so we'll move on from there. Uh quick mentions um uh Gillis of the New York Islanders he was part of the uh um uh team or what do you call it the um Islanders during their uh, fr- uh their, fr- their franchise years yeah, their, their, uh, their cup years yeah. yeah. Uh, from uh, 80 to 83, he was on the team. He passed away uh, last week at the age of 80. Let me see. 
Um, or he had 14 seasons with the or 67. There we go. 14 seasons uh, had uh, with the Islanders and the uh, Sabres, uh, recording 319 goals, 378 assists, and 958 games. Uh, won the Cup uh, 80, 81, 82, and 83. Uh, first all-star team in 78 79 and was inducted into the hockey hall of fame in 2002 um, along with his number being retired by the islanders um uh, another quick mention uh wayne gretzky uh turns an age last week um definitely not his jersey number but i think he's up there too in the 60s 50s or 60s uh He's going to go down as one of the greatest players. I mean, Ovi's not too far behind him, but Gretzky's going to go down like Gordie Howe went down, just like all the greats. They're always going to be up there. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, no, just quickly on Trevor Gillies. He was also part of uh, the documentary Ice Guardians. If you haven't checked that out, yes. please go and check it out because he is part of that and he speaks amazingly on that. Um, he, he was a big feature on that. Um, as as a few as uh, a couple of different times he gets interviewed in that in that uh, documentary. That's Ice Guardians. It's available, I think, on Amazon, maybe not Netflix, but you'll probably be able to yeah. you, you'll be able to you'll be able to find it and stream it somewhere. Yeah. Um, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, he may be getting older, but he doesn't seem to be looking older. He seems to look as the same as he ever yeah. has. Um, he, he's, he's he's found some sort of magical uh, elixir, and he's quick um, to the tongue too on a TNT. If you oh, watch him, yeah. he's very quick to the tongue. Yeah, yeah, and that that's 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 been the best thing for him. Once he's bringing out his personality, um, and at the moment he's only got one of his records being chased down. Exactly. So I I think he's I think he's good for I think he's good for a while. He can I think he can let one go. Yeah, and then. Uh, I mean, we all know Arizona is pretty much going through their struggles right now. They're possibly moving into Arizona State's uh, uh, barn for next season. It only seats about 5,000, but right now I don't even think they can reach 5,000 fans. I mean, not to pick on them or anything, but they are. I, that's why they are hurting at the Gillis Center. Um, and then uh, Quentin Byfield, um, he got drafted the same year as uh, – Stutzla has been in the uh, Kings uh, junior or AHL organization with the uh, Ontario Reign. He actually scored his first goal against the New York Islanders last month, uh, about either, I think it was last week, um, right before mm -hmm. they played the Rangers. Um, like we were talking earlier about uh, Willie O'Ree, um, another uh, African-American that comes in and is taking over. He, I, I think he's one of the next bright futures of the Kings. Um, if not, he might get traded. He, you could use him as a really good trade bait. Um, mm -hmm. any, uh, any views on those two items? Uh, so I know we mentioned on the uh, on, on a previous episode that Quentin Byfield was part of the uh newly renamed uh Black Aces in the Ontario Reign. It's fantastic to see him finally make that step. Um, as we all predicted, he would yep. uh, to the to the NHL uh, when you get drafted that high. Like it, it's 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 expected of you to perform, but it's nice of the Kings. It's nice to see the Kings actually using their feeder system to feed him the uh, education and the um, experience that he needs. Yep. So that when he does, so, so that now when he does step into the NHL, he looks ready. Exactly. 
exactly. Um, Stutzel's still a great player. I just think Ottawa kind of like pushed it a little bit too quick on him, just like the Rangers pushed it too quick on Kako. Um, yeah. That's another day, another story. Um, so on to retirements. We're just going to breeze through these real quick. Um, Henrik Lundqvist had his ceremony this Friday, fr- this past Friday. Me being a huge Rangers fan, I still have not watched it. Um, I've been uh, kind of busy. Um, he played all 15 seasons in New York. Uh, one of the greatest goalies to go down in history without a Stanley Cup. Um, Chris Pronger. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the clips on him. I mean, his as his jersey's getting lifted to the rafters, just throws back a Bud Light. You know what? Dilly dilly, <laughs> dilly dilly. Um, and then uh, Zuboff. I remember him as a Ranger. I mean, he was phenomenal as a Ranger. Uh, one of the first. Uh, let me see real quick. He was, I believe, he was one of the first. Um of his nationality of uh, one of the first Russians on the Stanley cup um, along with uh, Alexei Kovalov. And I believe one other on the Stanley cup. So any, uh, any feedback on that from you? Um, great to see Pronger doing that. Um, we know St. Louis loves beer. It's <laughs> almost, I, I want to say it's a, it's a mini beer capital of the U of the U S yeah. uh, there's, there's so, there's so many breweries and stuff. Um, I had one, that I can think of, Bush. The one that I, no, the one there's one that I know of. It's a, it's like a microbrewery uh, or a small a small place that, that set up a good five a few five years oh, about five years ago now. Uh, I'll find I'll find that information because they are a good friend of uh, Brock Wilson, who I mentioned the yeah. last time I was on, and also uh, Cam Jansen. I'll get hold of their information because they are calling. If you're in the St. Louis yeah. area, check them out. You probably already know who they are. Uh, I think they made their um, bar out of uh, the boards or old boards from the rink. There's 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 pieces of memorabilia from the old rink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in 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 their in their brewery and in their in their bar that's attached to their brewery. Um, and it's, yeah, it's great. It's great to see like Pronger do. It. He's a character anyway, but doing that sort of shit's brilliant. I've saved the Lundquist. Uh, ceremony. I haven't watched it back yet. Uh, I have. I've not watched any spoilers or anything, so uh, I'm going to go and watch that at uh, some point this week. Um, and uh, Zubov. Um, as much as I didn't get, I didn't really pay attention to him as a player because he was on the other side of the country compared to the team that I follow. Yeah. Um, I did see the um, old school jerseys, old school style jerseys. Um, which I've got one of. I've got a Madano one somewhere. I'll show you in a bit. Uh, I'll post a picture of it later. Um, they came out with that with that on, and that looked brilliant in, a, in an Adidas uh, style jersey. Um, it was their reverse retro. It was the one they use for the reverse retro, but the right the right colours. Yeah, uh, and that looked fantastic. I would love to see them back in their uniforms for 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 a season. Uh, they were they were classic. Um, so yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, like I said, I remember seeing Zuboff raise the Stanley Cup. Chris Pronger, one of the funniest guys out of St. Louis, um, minus Brett Hall. Um <laughs> and uh Henrik Lundqvist, I I'm sure you remember my pads. I, I tried to 
reflect my game style after Henrik Lundqvist, like a lot of us Rangers fans and anybody that wanted to look up to a really amazing goalie. Uh, just, it is a shame that he's never lifted the Stanley Cup, though. Um, he is the Dan Marino of ice hockey in the NHL. Um, so any local news or businesses or hockey news that you want to mention real quick? Uh, so I did do a quick little bit of research and Morgan Clark Pizzo played for the uh, Utica Junior Comets in the USPHL Premier. Oh, okay. He also, played, he also played for the Syracuse Stars the season before. Yep. Um, and then before that was in the Ontario Hockey Academy in the under-18s before moving over back over to the UK to play for the Panthers and the Peterborough Phantoms. It's still undecided where he is moving to. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Sam. I will get his information really quickly because he is my personal trainer. Um, I'm uh, so Sam Marriott. Um, he is all over uh, Instagram. Um, he's a personal trainer. Uh, he's going to be working with me. Or he's going to be working for me on my fitness. Um, as I've set myself a goal of trying to get picked or uh, noticed for a semi-pro team over here in the UK, I've decided to try and push myself. Nice. So. I'll get his information so he can blast it out. Uh, so if people want to check him out, uh, he does some tutorial stuff. He also does, um, he also takes on new clients every uh, every six months or so. Uh, so check him out. His prices are reasonable. His training is fantastic uh, from what I've seen. And um, you can follow my journey on my Instagram if you so wish. And then if it's, uh, something that you want to get into then you know who is behind it all uh, a guy called sam marriott he was from nottingham has recently moved to australia uh so we're fighting with the uh, time difference but joe as, as everyone knows on this podcast my sleep pattern and my work pattern uh reflect that of being able to um speak to your amazing americans and canadians and also uh the aussies down uh, down under as well um I think that's everyone that I want to shout out. Oh, no, one's just come to mind. Because we are uh, a beer-loving um, podcast, I want to shout out Hockley Hells. Um, they are a recent startup in uh, Nottingham. There's an area of Nottingham called Hockley, which is a vibrant nightlife. It's very close to the arena. Uh, they set up a microbrewery and released their first beer this year, or last year. Uh, hopefully going to be part of um, a uh, well ho hopefully I can drink more of that more of their stuff because it is fantastic and hopefully soon they'll be able to uh, send um, cans and products further afield than just uh, just the UK nice. and you'll be able to take you'll be able to taste what uh, what's, what's some some UK delights uh, finally for me uh, let's talk hockey has finally released a new episode we have got we've got the guys from on the bench with beaks they are based out of colorado uh, a fantastic hockey podcast this was recorded uh, a good eight months ago um due to editing issues we've had uh, it's been a bit of a delay um i say we've got more episodes coming out but the newest episode is out there 
uh, check it out on Instagram, on pod, on wherever you get your good podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, anything in between, uh, Spreaker. Um, check us out. Let's talk hockey. Uh, we're on there with On the Bench with Beaks. It's a full episode. We've got three hosts from Let's Talk Hockey and three hosts from uh, from On the Bench with Beaks. So you can imagine the carnage that we get into uh, back and forth. Nice. Right, so anything else before we uh, head on out or before no, I just, uh, talk about mine? Uh, no, just I'm glad that everyone's enjoying the show. I'm glad that everyone's uh, getting involved and getting um, uh, starting this uh, kind of growing this community, uh, being together and stuff. I'm, I'm glad that you, pe- people out there are not put off by my uh, dulcet tones um, and my 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 smooth drone, uh, my smooth UK voice, and you can actually understand what I'm saying. Uh, and I hope you don't mind that I love the sport that you guys, you guys host, uh, and that I have such have such an interest. So thank you for having oh, me on. Oh, definitely, it's always enjoyable, Max. All right, folks. So just like in the beginning, Max uh, wasn't able to join us right away, um, especially for the opening. And again. Um, this is uh, me, just me right now. I am recording the closing at night due to our time crunch that we did try to get the whole entire show in. Both of us had to take off. So when it comes to small companies, um, for me, I want to give a loud shout out to this uh, one group that I met at the, one of the, the last Clarkson games. It's a sled hockey team here within about a half hour from from where I live and they are called the mountain warrior sled hockey team. They are out of uh, Kent, New York, and they have a bunch of wounded warriors um, that enjoy the enjoy hockey. Um, and uh, there's quite a few of them that aren't able to skate due to their injuries from the military. I'm a military vet myself. So um, some of the stuff that I was talking with this group with, um, I could relay with a little bit on top of also I sympathize for or not sympathize, but I, I could feel what they're going through just by some of the stuff that we're all talking about, but they are out of uh, Canton, New York. Um, really great uh, organization. And uh, if you want any of their information or want to find out more about them in upstate New York for any of you wounded warriors, that want to get out there, you want to play hockey, um, you have limitations, or if you just want to try sled hockey, which I'm going to tr- attempt to, um, they already uh, uh, said that they made contact with me. Um, you can find them on Facebook at Mountain Warrior Sled Hockey, comma, Inc. Um, make sure you check them out. They seem like a really good group of people. They got some tournaments coming up between February and March. Um, almost like their state and Olympic style games um, and local tournaments. So definitely check them out. Um, Also, I want to give a loud shout out to the ECAC team that I support the Clarkson golden Knights. They are on a tear at home. Um, I mean, it could be me showing up to the games because they have not lost since I've been showing up to the games and two of the games that I've gone to, one of them was a tremendous four, nothing comeback in the third period. And then the one that I went to this weekend, it was a hometown rival versus St. Lawrence, uh, 
Saints and uh, Clarkson went to both nights, got lucky on the second night. And Clarkson had Clarkson and, and the uh, Saints were going back and forth. That was a really close game. And then uh, St. Lawrence Saints kind of took off and had a 4-2 lead going to the third period. Clarkson came back, tied it up, and won it in a shootout overtime. Amazing, amazing game. Amazing, amazing rivalry. If you ever followed ECAC hockey or want to look into it, definitely get in. Give it a chance. It's some really tight action, especially when it's the rival schools. And if you follow any kind of sports, you know that rivalries are always some of the best to watch. So, again, Max had to take off earlier. I had to take off earlier. But I did want to give a proper closeout. So, if you have any questions for us, um, make sure you let us know. Um, also, make sure you check out our Instagram page. Again, it is what the puck underscore podcast. I just posted a new photo. Um, it is Black History Month, as well as there's been a lot of influential uh, black members that have skated in the NHL or in other leagues, such as the EIHL with uh, David Clark and his son coming up uh, below him. So, again, make sure you check that out. Make sure you find all of us on Instagram. Um, Facebook, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Um, I do not have a uh, Snapchat for uh, this, but make sure you check out all the websites for us. Um, then again, also uh, make sure you check out our three sponsors, uh, Forecheck Clothing at www.forecheck.co.uk. Um, eFlow Nutrition at www.eflownutrition.com. When you go to check out, make sure you use our promo code of WTP2021. And then my our boy Mike over in the UK as well, too, at Hockey Art Clothing Company. Make sure you check them out at www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk. As always, folks, we do appreciate all of you guys listening. And until next time, have a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening. And if you passed out to one of our sexy voices or dull voices, we do appreciate it and want to say thank you. And until next time, this is Jeff from What the Puck Podcast.